This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that flips through the pages of history to deliver old news in a new way. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about Silent Spring, an environmental science book that literally changed the world. The day was September 27, 1962. Rachel Carson, a science writer and former marine biologist, published her landmark book, Silent Spring. The result of several years of painstaking research, the book revealed the dangers of the pesticide DDT and paved the way for the modern environmentalist movement. Rachel Carson was born in 1907 in the rural town of Springdale, Pennsylvania. As a young girl, she cultivated two great passions that would stay with her all her life, an appreciation for nature and a love of writing. In 1932, Carson graduated from Johns Hopkins University with a master's degree in zoology. Now a marine biologist, she got a job with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, or FWS, and spent the next few decades researching the ecosystems of the American East Coast. She used her findings to write educational brochures for the FWS, as well as her own scientific articles and books including her 1951 bestseller, The Sea Around Us. In the late 1950s, Carson was approached by the Audubon Society, a nonprofit dedicated to the conservation of birds and their habitat. The organization was worried that new insecticides were having negative effects on other wildlife, including birds, and they wanted Carson to write a book about it. The author shared Audubon's concern, particularly for the effects of DDT, which distinguished itself from other pesticides with its ability to kill hundreds of different insect species, rather than just one or two. The synthetic chemical known as DDT had been developed in 1939 and came to prominence during World War II. In Europe, U.S. troops used it as a delousing powder and in the islands of the South Pacific, they used it to wipe out mosquitoes that were known to carry malaria. The poison was widely praised for its versatility and effectiveness. In 1945, it became available for civilian use, and in 1948, the inventor of DDT was awarded a Nobel Prize in Medicine for his discovery. Despite this rampant enthusiasm, a few people, like Carson and those at Audubon, were forward-thinking enough to question what these poisons might be doing to humans, other animals, and the ecosystems we share. Carson agreed to partner with Audubon and spent the next few years talking to other scientists and experts about the potential adverse effects of DDT and other similar pesticides. During that time, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, which delayed the book's publication until the fall of 1962. Carson knew from the start that Silent Spring would be controversial. Her book didn't argue that DDT should be outlawed completely, but it did make the case that an unchecked use of pesticides would gradually poison all life on the planet. The basis for this claim was the insolubility of DDT, 
This means the chemical cannot be dissolved in water, which makes it nearly impossible to remove from the environment or from the tissues of living organisms. A claim like that was bound to draw criticism from those in the chemical industry, but Carson made it anyway. She knew her claims were scientifically sound, and she was determined to tell the public the truth about what humans were doing to the natural world. But Carson was right to expect controversy, and boy did she get it. Before the book was even published, the makers of pesticides spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on attempts to discredit her, both professionally and personally. In addition to that old chestnut of being labeled a hysterical woman, Carson was mockingly called everything from a fanatic to a priestess of nature and, quote, probably a communist. The chemical giant Monsanto went a step further, misrepresenting her work in a parody brochure they distributed called The Desolate Year. It described a ruined world, plagued by famine and disease because all chemical pesticides had been banned, even though, again, Silent Spring did not advocate for pesticides to be banned, just to be used with more caution. But as the saying goes, any publicity is good publicity. All the attention from chemical companies and their associated scientists sparked a national debate about the problems raised in Silent Spring, just as Carson had wanted. Although she was quite ill by the time of the book's release, Carson made every media appearance she could to promote and defend her message. The country was so shaken by Carson's findings that President Kennedy ordered a scientific investigation on DDT. Carson testified before this science advisory committee, asserting that an American citizen should have the right, quote, to be secure in his own home against the intrusions of poisons applied by other persons. Rachel Carson passed away just two years after Silent Spring's publication. By then, her book had already bolstered public awareness of the vulnerability of nature and the need to regulate human industry as a way to protect it. In the decade that followed Carson's death, her successors would push that cause even further. In 1970, the Environmental Protection Agency was founded, thanks in part to the hard work and persistence of the environmentalists she inspired. Two years later, the movement claimed another victory when the United States began a nationwide phase-out of DDT. By now, you may be wondering about the meaning of the title Silent Spring. It was inspired by a line from a John Keats poem, in which he describes a ruined landscape where the sedge is withered from the lake, and no birds sing. Carson uses similar imagery in her book's opening section, A Fable for Tomorrow. Here, she describes an eerie vision of springtime in a desolate town where there are no birds or fish or bees, where the grass is brown year-round and all the livestock is sickly. The culprit behind this decay is revealed to be a pesticide, one that was used recklessly and did its job too well, rendering the once bustling landscape devoid of life and sound. Carson ends her fable with this warning. This imagined tragedy may become a stark reality we all shall know. 
Carson's work helped make that grim future a little less likely, but the fight to prevent it entirely goes on. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about environmental history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.